Hello, this is Violet Rain, your host for the Rebel Haven Podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. What's up, badasses? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rebel Haven. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the blocks and the limiting beliefs that create a lot of financial fuckery for people. And this is really being inspired by this crazy coffee house project that my wife and I have been working on almost for a year, two years at this point, bringing this coffee house into our crystal store. We have run into a lot of unexpected things in the rollout of this project. And one of the main ones has been funding for this project. We've had investors come and go. We've had chunks of money come and go. We've had all of these different things. Um, The building that we're in has a lot of water problems. It needs an updated water heater. Water needs moved through the ceiling all the way to the other side of the building. Um, Everything is set up on cement, so there's no crawl space. So everything we install has to be jackhammered out. Like there are all these different things that have created in the unfolding of it, these like challenges and obstacles. And the truth is, is between us and any goal that we want to reach, right? There's going to be obstacles. And some of them are physical, like, um, you know, a cement floor and other are mental. But the truth is it all comes back to mindset. The two different financial fuckery blocks that we're going to be talking about today come into the mind and create a lose-lose situation that completely blinds us to the very obvious steps we could be taking, resources we could be utilizing to bring it into existence, to bring it into materialization sooner. So this is really being inspired by my own universal two by four upside the head, recognizing and realizing that these two blocks have existed and been in the back of the mind and actually hijacking and preventing the movement forward or the way forward that's there that's so obvious. And I know that this, if this is happening with me, there's somewhere in your life that you are being blocked by these two financial fuckery limitations of the mind. So let's just jump in and talk about them. So the first one is the life purpose saboteur. Oh my gosh, have I seen this so many times. So what is the life purpose saboteur? This is the story that people tell in their minds when they're getting ready to pursue something where they'll say, I don't know if this is what I want to do for my career forever. I don't know if this is my life purpose or not. So people will walk away from a trade where they've just been certified or qualified to now do something for like $75 an hour, for example, being a nail technician, a draw groomer, or a life coach. And they'll say, I don't know if this is my life purpose. And they'll abandon that initial plan or vision and go work in fast food for $14 an hour in an undesirable environment with no freedom. 
justifying doing this as some sort of enlightenment or intuitively driven or guided decision when really they're just scared shitless and avoiding facing their own bullshit beliefs and limited thinking. That's a lot. So what this looks like and how this plays out is people will get certified in dog grooming or being a nail technician or go through the life coaching certification or become a real estate agent. And before they actually cash out on their initial investment, they will talk themselves out of it, justifying it with some sort of enlightened new age, whatever. And they'll say, well, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do forever. So they'll just walk away from it. Now I want to be clear as I'm saying this, we're kind of walking a tightrope with the balancing of the polarity here. I do not believe that if you are, for example, my ex-husband, we were in law school and by we, I mean, he was in law school, but I was supporting that process, um, energetically, financially, all the things, right? We were in law school and he decided he absolutely hated it, did not want a law degree, had no desire to have anything to do with it. So rather than continue to go to school, spend all the hours and the money, walked away in the middle of that semester and launched his web design business. And he now makes a beautiful income, um, self-taught as a web developer. So I'm using that example to say that I'm not saying if you absolutely hate something and it's harming you to not quit. But what I am saying is a lot of people take themselves out of the game because the intermediate step, which is as close to their goal as they can get right now, they say no to it they shut it down and they turn it away because it's not shiny enough. It's not bright enough. They've lost excitement about it. And so they'll actually take a pay cut. Like I said, we're talking as a nail tech, maybe making 75 an hour or as a life coach, 75 an hour. And they'll say, I don't know if this is what I want to do for my life purpose. I'm going to go back and work for the man. But again, this is all just a mask. This is all just an avoidance tactic to avoid facing their real insecurities. Because wouldn't you rather be making $75 an hour while you're figuring out your life purpose than $14 an hour? Wouldn't you rather make 75 an hour and make your own schedule while you're figuring it out rather than work $14 an hour and be you know, a slave to somebody else's system and scheduling? Again, this is a huge, huge saboteur that I see. And now as I'm saying it to you, begin taking a look at where this might be showing up for you. Where are you not giving yourself an intermediate step in the direction of abundance or the direction of um, you know, a clean home? Like That's another great example. It's like, if we can't go all the way and if it's not our ultimate purpose, we won't give it to ourselves right now. So people will literally sit, it's like an eddy in the river, in indecision and rehashing and overthinking for years and years on end. I have seen this so many times. There'll be people I've done consults with, um, you know, four years ago that are still connected to me online. I'm still friends with them or I know them socially. And they'll have said like, I know that this is something I meant to do, but I'm not doing it for the next year and a half or I'm not doing this or whatever. And they will overthink because they're not willing to take the next step. So bringing this full circle back to the coffee house, because we've had these big, huge plans that included like a bathroom remodel and a full rehaul of moving the water all the way over to the other side, we haven't yet explored or opened into any of the other menu items that we could technically start offering right now out the gate. There are things that we could be doing as an intermediate step, but yeah, the drive through won't be put in right? The biggest espresso machine won't be in yet. We'll be doing and not subsidizing, but kind of taking little intermediate steps and starting to provide different beverages and food and stuff out of the healing center right now for all the clientele that's currently in here, right? We have tattoo artists in here across the street. We have a huge nail studio where we could just do walk-in, um, like send 
our employees over there to take orders, come back, fulfill and make the drinks um, or get together whatever it is that they purchase and take it over them over there to them right now. Now, this is a much smaller step than initially we were thinking, right? The initial vision was an $85,000 remodel and launch of the brand and the company with the full, you know, the full Monty, right? And because of the lack of willingness in the brain or the way that the brain um, just takes us out of the game before we even start, it's absolutely crazy how we'll block ourselves. And one of the things, again, that really started helping me to see this in myself is working with my children in homeschool. So my kids in homeschool, if they can't if they don't know the answer right now and they're not going to be able to complete an assignment in five minutes, they just won't do it, right? It's like they throw the whole thing out because this little element is too hard or too overwhelming or not quite exactly what they wanted. It's like it, someone says like, oh, I, you know, I need to buy a new car. I want to buy a new car. But because I'm not ready to pay for you know, the $150,000 car, I'm not going to give myself the $15,000 upgrade and quit driving you know, <laughs> the car that's always in the repair shop or whatever. It's this block inside of the mind where it will literally throw everything else out because it's not the ultimate. It's like a hijack. I name it the life purpose saboteur um, or the ultimate saboteur, which is like, if I can't have it all the way, then I'm not going to have it at all. And we take ourselves out of the game so much with this. And this transitions really beautiful into the second financial fuckery block that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And I call this one, the resourcefulness hijack. This is a scarcity accusation hijack where there's been created a hierarchy in the mind about what actions and what levels of resourcefulness are better, shinier, more abundant, more advanced, more intelligent, etc. And what this does is it puts us in a state of judgment and criticism where we go to war with ourselves rather than just allowing things to unfold naturally. So what does this look like? Resourcefulness hijack. This hijack is one that's derived from our ego. I've seen a lot of spiritual teachers or mindset leaders out there perpetuating this hijack. And especially when it comes to something like trades. So this is where they are judging where a resource comes from, judging the process to manifest something, or judging the stair step that's being taken. So the way that this looked for me was I was going to a mindset coach, and my mindset coach said, basically, it's a scarcity mindset to trade your coaching for anything else. So right out the gate, I felt like if I was trading that I was lower class, that I was not as successful, that I was all of these things. There's all this judgment around it versus looking at that moment when I'm starting my business, what resource did I have? I had my time. I had my skill set. So if I could find a web developer that was just starting out that wanted to trade me and do my web development work while I coach them to grow and scale their business, that's a huge win-win. And at that moment, as an entrepreneur, there would have been less blocks or limiting beliefs around manifesting a website in that way versus manifesting the $5,000, $10,000 client, whatever it is. But this hijack around resourcefulness comes in and it creates a judgment. And another great example of this is one of the items that we're wanting to bring into the coffee house. It's a, it's a piece of furniture that's a little bit more expensive. 
And there are thrifted items, like we're bringing in a big, huge tufted couch, we're bringing in um, a fireplace and all of that. And we can buy a fireplace. We found one used by someone who used to have it in a space um, for like a 10th of the price of buying one new or buying one at some of these other vendors. This is a really silly example, but it's like imagining the judgment around that, like, oh, you've got to buy it new or, oh, it has to look like this to be this quality instead of taking the stair step that's right in front of you. So if you're not in a position yet, here's an example, where you can, you know that your ultimate desire is to have eyelash extensions and you're not in the ultimate position to buy them yet. A really amazing hack instead of beating yourself and not having it is giving yourself whatever version you can now. I talked about this, you guys, in the stair stepping episode. So if you haven't heard the stair stepping podcast go back I think it's two or three episodes ago and listen to that one because I really drive this concept home because this is a huge law of attraction manifestation hack okay so get yourself falsies right if you can't go and get eyelash extensions right now go buy you know ten dollar like um glue on lashes and maybe you'll end up liking those even better, right? But they're reusable, wear them every day, see if you like it. And then when you have the budget or the time or whatever it is that the resourcefulness lack is that's keeping you from doing it, you've given yourself a version right now. And then when you look in the mirror and you're, you're in the energy of already having lash extensions because your eyelashes are already being extended by these temporary lashes, right? So that's an example of a stair step and as a, of a resourcefulness. And the resourcefulness hijack, you guys, this financial fuckery block comes in when we move into judgment. Judgment about where the resource came from, judgment about the process or judgment about the stair step. I've seen people do this with all sorts of accomplishments. They win an award. Oh, well, it's not fair because, you know, my neighbor is on the board. And so she probably offered up my name and advocated for me. Does it actually really matter how the resource came to you? Does it matter if the couch was gifted? Does it matter if the couch was donated? Does it matter if the couch was thrifted? If it gives you the result, the look, the aesthetic, everything that you're wanting, why are you judging it where it comes from? So if this resourcefulness hijack is resonating for you, and this is something you're like, oh, I can see that I have that. I have judgment about where it's coming from and how it came to me. You are blocking the stair-stepping unfolding that could bring your desire to you faster and closer and sooner because you are in judgment about it. So if you are resonating with these blocks and you can see the way that you've inhibited you, I want to invite you to reach out and get yourself booked for an, a, business, a business alignment assessment. This is a one-time session that I do. It's only $125. Again, you only get one of them because to coach with me ongoing, uh, my consulting rate is much higher than that per hour. But again, this is an introductory assessment for us to take a look at where your business alignment really is right now and what are those major blocks that are that are really tripping you up and kind of roadmap it out. Now, if when we roadmap it out, I can assist you in implementing and executing on your roadmap, staying to it, staying in the mindsets with it. And that will be something we'll discuss near the end of this session. But the initial point of the session is a diagnostic to take a good look at where your business alignment is. So I am opening up a couple of spots for that right now. Reach out, get you a link and you can get booked and get scheduled or my assistant will get it to you. And you can take a look at where these financial fuckery blocks are and what you get to do. What's really fun is the minute that you remove a block, 
all of a sudden resourcefulness, ideas, insight starts flowing in. It's almost like pulling the cork on the wine bottle. It's like once that's done, the party can get started. <laughs> but while everything's all corked up or blocked up, you can't. Nothing's really flowing. Ideas are really getting shot down before they even make it fully to your conscious awareness. And so there could be lots of resources, opportunities, ideas, hacks, tricks, you know, marketing ideas, launch um, plans that you could be implementing right now, but you can't see them because you have some of the financial fuckery blocks there in your mind. So as we wrap this up, I want to really drive home the fact that your mindset is the foundation for every decision you make in your life, everything that you manifest in your life. So when you go into your mindset and you make these tweaks, you take a look at where am I in the life purpose saboteur? Where am I making the decision so extreme or to have such a high level of intensity and weight and pressure on it that I'm not allowing the natural unfolding? Where am I actually taking myself out of the running for doing work I would enjoy more now, making more than I'm making more now, all because I am being too stingy, strict, specific about how, when, where it shows up instead of allowing my belief to grow, evolve, and expand and unfold with my own personal progression along the path. It's really about meeting yourself where you're at now, honoring where you're at now, and not being in any judgment. I shared this again on the stair-stepping podcast. There's so many similar themes coming through with this right now, which is if you're not willing to get four views on something or 100 views on something, what makes you think that you're going to be in appreciation of a million views? Because those four views, those 100 views are the seeds that grow the trees, that bear the fruit of the millions of followers. So not minimizing one post, one podcast, one YouTube, one um, product poster, not minimizing those things, but instead seeing those things as the very seeds that are growing the trees of the empire that's going to be overflowing in abundance and feeding yourself and your children for generations to come. It starts with a simple seed. It starts from being willing to take a look at where you are buying into the lies and the stories of the life purpose saboteur or the resourcefulness hijack. With that, I'm sending you guys a lot of love. I look forward to those of you who will be reaching out to book and we'll talk to you again really soon.